this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. Thank you for tuning in for yet another episode of us talking to you. <laughs> Aren't you so glad we're here again? Really? I think you are. How's it going? How, how's your week been so far, Claire? This is Tuesday. What happened yesterday? Do you want to talk about what happened to your eyeballs? Sure, I can talk about my eyeballs. <laughs> so I think it was a migraine. I was driving in the middle of the day and I started just getting like, blurry kind of weird floaters and then it kind of just turned into this like super weird peripheral vision like bottom of the pool type of waviness and my mom had her retina detach sporadically spontaneously I should say not sporadically I hope I'm not sporadically spontaneously uh probably like about maybe eight or nine or more years ago at this point so she's completely blind in one eye and so I've I'm obviously just like heightened sensitivity about that and so I kind of freaked out and was like it didn't go away right away sure and you know I it just it felt kind of similar to like if I had maybe just looked right into a, bl- a bright light and I had to like try to blink it away but yes. I couldn't blink it away oh man okay. and so it was really and it like came on really suddenly and, and it really freaked me out so I called my eye doctor and got in for a same day eye doctor appointment which I was really impressed that I could even do that just to make sure that like my retina wasn't detaching and my retina was fine and so we think that it was a migraine or a migraine aura I do get migraines I have gotten migraines since Miles was born I never had a migraine in my life and then I had my first one when he was like probably three or four months old and then ever since then I've had them fairly regularly maybe like once a month or so and but I've never had an aura before normally when I have a migraine it just like I start to feel it it's coming on within if I don't take some excedrin or something within 20 minutes it's gonna hit and I'm gonna be down for the count for like yeah. the rest of the day. Yeah, it's not like a headache. You're like, no, it's, migraine, it's like migraine. super intense. Yeah. Like I've right. gone in the emergency room for migraines before. They're very intense. And but like I can manage them with Excedrin and whatever. The headache medicine. The headache medicine. Sorry. The Excedrin migraine, you know, whatever. Which apparently I anyway. And <laughs> You'd wanted to go down that rabbit hole, did you? Well, so when I, the reason I take it instead of like a, a migraine med was because one of my friends who's a nurse had told me that it did just as well as prescription migraine medication in like double blind studies. Oh. So I've never even like been to a neurologist about my migraines. I just manage it with over the counter stuff. Okay. And so the point of the story is that I've never had an ocular migraine, nor have I had a migraine aura before. So we've kind of decided. So, you know, I call Brandon. He was at work. He works with a bunch of doctors. He was sort of like, hey, what, you know, can you? Does Claire need to, is she having a stroke? Like, right, right, right. And hey, like, docs, that's where your, come here. Yeah. yeah, like that's where your brain goes, right? It's like, totally, oh my God, am I having a stroke? And it's like, my brain tumor taking over? Like, what's going on? Yeah, we've done too many Google searches about yeah. our health to know anything about what's really going on. And like, this was something where I was like, like, so when I was a backpacking instructor, I had to take wilderness first responder. And pretty much what that, it's like a, a week long woofer. Woofer. I just yeah. remember my friends, I had some friends in, at the yeah. other job that would call it a woofer, a woofer. Yeah. Yeah. My woofer. Wilderness so, first yeah. <laughs> wilderness responder. And what that, basically what they teach you, is like a week long course. And what they teach you is more or less like the skills you need to decide whether or not something is an emergency that requires evacuation. And, you know, you're not, you don't, aren't taught like how to treat anything, but you are, they really drill in like, here's what you're looking for. Sure. 
when you need to call a helicopter. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they tell you with neurologic symptoms is like the big red flag for neurologic symptoms is like super sudden onset. You know, like if you're getting a headache kind of over the course of the day, it's building up like, you know, there's some things going on. But like if you're totally fine and then like crack of thunder, massive headache, that's a huge red flag. And so that's why I was so freaked out was because I was like, I was driving, I was fine, like split second. Now there's like my vision and has changed. And so that freaked me out. Anyway, so after having Brandon, having gotten some unofficial medical advice, me having talked to a few other people, I'm fairly sure it was related to a migraine, although I never developed a headache. Oh, interesting. So that was the other weird thing is it was like, had I yeah. had this and then gotten a migraine, it would have been like, oh, this is a new weird migraine symptom. But like it didn't follow any of the patterns of a normal migraine. So I've decided what I'm going to do is just like see if it happens again, then I will make an appointment specifically for this problem. If it doesn't happen again, then the next time I'm in for a physical, I'll just kind of bring it up. Because even though I started having migraines like five years ago, I've never been to a neurologist. I did go to a neurologist once because I have a tremor. Your hand, right? Yeah. But he basically was like, yeah, this happens sometimes. Goodbye. And so I never like, I don't like have a neurologist. So. <laughs> yep. You're normal. Yep. Uh-huh. He's like, yeah, sometimes healthy people just randomly start tremoring for the rest of their lives. Enjoy your life. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just revisit this every few years. So I'm we'll laughing, see. but it's not funny. But I mean, yeah. it's like I mean, funny, I've had doctors funny. tell yeah. me that too, where they're like, "Yeah, and that like, just happens." And I'm this like, "It just okay. happens now." <laughs> like it's like that Jim Gaffigan bit where it's like, where he's like, "Okay, so you got to do these exercises with your ankle." Like, "Oh, how long do I have to do this for?" No, you just do that now. <laughs> Was it Jim Gaffigan? It might have been Louis C.K. Anyway, <sighs> okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so. If you are have had ocular migraines, and this sounds like an ocular migraine, you know, I'd be curious just to have that validated. Please chime in. Yeah, let's if validate have, the symptoms. If you have, like, have had a brain tumor and this sounds like a brain tumor, I don't think I want to hear about Yeah, please it. don't. Yeah, this is similar to people, like, sh- what are the things people tell you about? Like, oh, the yes. Ra- uh, oh, yeah. The let's not moths talk about- in your ears? Yeah, please when do I'm, like, not. My biggest fear is, like, I'm like, oh, I have this rational fear of moths flying in my ears. And everyone's like, no, that's not irrational. My brother's actually sister, happens. friend. And I'm like, why would you tell me that? Yeah, people why? will DM us actual stories and I delete them so I'm like Claire does not need to see this why why would you be like hey Claire you know that like super random theory you've convinced yourself is irrational so that you can get through the day it's not irrational I will never forget though I've been reminiscing so much about camp time out lately just because I really want to travel I've been reminiscing (laughs) about every trip I've ever been on in my entire life and recently camp time out is on the forefront of my mind and I just will never forget a how amazing that amphitheater was where we did an episode but b how a moth almost flew, a moth almost flew in my ear right. in real time. <laughs> Guys, so intense. Okay, let's move on. Can we talk about your nail polish? Oh, okay. That's great. Let's talk about your nail polish. <laughs> yeah, right. This is like day, when did I, I think I, I think it was this weekend. It was like on Thursday, maybe even. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm going on like day five and like, this is like me living my life. I don't do a base coat or a top coat because I'm not a fancy human who has time for three separate coats. No, neither. I do, nobody does. I never uh-uh. do that. No, no zero I do percent a, of the time. Those drops that you dry, is a seche vite. But I've been hearing that the Olive and June dryer drops are mm. fantastic. And I'll get to where I heard that from in just a moment. But yes. Well, I just do my nails while the kids are in the bath. Mm-hmm. And then I hope to God that they dry before I have to get them out of the bath. Right. Because right. it's the just towel a gamble. thing. It's just yeah. a whole game. So that's why I rarely have my nails painted. But so the brand is called Sweet 11. Sweet like a, like a hotel suite. bougie apartment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's like vegan. The top 10 allergen free. I believe it's a black owned business as well. And 
I really love the colors. I got one. It's one of them's called like Saturn and Jupiter or Jupiter and something. It's really pretty. It's very you. It's kind of like this cool Yeah, it's like this color, kind of dark, dusty plum, purple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then the other one green. is called Tea Time, which is sort of this like... Mint green, which is your so on brand My other, you. yeah. It's like a, almost like a very, 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 very pale green tea sort of color. Yes. Perfectly described. I I was really impressed. They dried really quickly. They were affordable. It was there. I think want to say they were like less than maybe like right around ten or twelve dollars a piece, which like feels pretty good for a boutique for nail sure. polish. Definitely would recommend. And their their colors are all very on trend right Ooh, now. I love that. You know what? There's only so many like pinks and reds that you can buy. Anytime I look at a nail polish display, I'm just kind of like, mm-hmm. I'm not inspired. Like I need something. But really, how many colors of the rainbow can we really do? I mean. I usually like Essie. I like their colors. Yeah, Essie's good too. I also don't browse like I used to. You know, like I used to just go to Target and just stand there for five minutes and like pick out a slightly different shade of dusty purple. And now I can just do that on the internet. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm really excited to have like a beauty product. I can't believe you don't use drying drops. I I need to get, I need to send some to you. So, I am no surprise obsessed with this new pot, not new, new to me, a listener. Thank you, listener, for introducing me to my favorite new podcast called Gloss Angeles. Gloss Angeles. It is my favorite podcast. It's by these two amazing women. They're both like beauty editors. They know what they're talking about. They're super relatable. They give great advice about products. You have to listen to it and please support them. They're awesome. So I heard about the Olive and June dry drops for your nails. And one of them just, one of the hosts just had a baby. So she's like, I need my nails to dry like in a second. I can't right. waste time. <laughs> like, so I'm going to try the Olive and June dry, dryer drops because they both were like, I like the Seche Vite and I'm probably saying it wrong, but whatever. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's that clear gel that literally dries your nails in a minute. Mm-hmm. And they said it was better than that. So I'm like, do tell. But the thing with the Seche Vite is it, it does get a little goopy if you don't like use it pretty quickly. Like it's mm-hmm. not a product that you can use over like the year. So I find it gets kind of solid and then your nails get really clumpy. But anyway, Los Angeles, hopefully we can go meet them in Los Angeles. I know for real. You got to like start doing like an Instagram stocking thing and we can have them on our podcast. I've already stalked them and like tagged them and then they re- they like reposted our Great. Our you should like, come on our podcast. Yes. I'm like, please. Please. And they're just really relatable. Out. I like hosts that you obviously can feel like I would sit down and talk with these girls. Yeah. Like this podcast, for example. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. Thank you, Los Angeles ladies. (laughs) Do we want to talk about our new social media platform that we really don't? Oh my gosh. That we have no idea what it is. Well, we do, but we don't. And we also are like, (sighs) is this just like the gold rush where everybody tries to get on the social platform and then it kind of right, goes like, away. Do you remember that other one that was kind of like this like a couple years ago? What was it even called? I can't it starts even remember. With a P. What was the one that you can like live stream? Everyone's uh, yelling it. Everyone's yelling it. It starts with a P. Blah, blah, blah. Platypus. <laughs> Just start saying P words and Platypus. eventually it'll come up. Plumeria. Um, Plumeria. <laughs> <laughs> uh, social platforms. Pinwheels. I'm trying... I feel like there was there was one a couple years ago. I'm thinking of a different one than you. Oh, okay. And it started with an E, I think, actually. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, 
And it was a similar type of thing where it was like, there's no advertising. You have to get an invite. You know, we're going to crash the servers. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There was like an email for that too. There was like this cool yeah. email pl- thing that never, nothing ever happened with nothing it. Nothing ever but- happened with it. So like, so we're on Clubhouse. If you got, That's what we're talking about. It's yes. called Clubhouse. It's only so far for iPhone people. So we know that's like a, just, that's the problem. And you have to have an invite. So whatever that means. We have, we're on it. We haven't figured out how to use it. We're not doing anything on there that's like groundbreaking um, so if you're not on it, don't have FOMO. But if you yeah, are don't on have it, FOMO. you can follow us if you want. And eventually we might like have a group for, yeah. for Joy and Claire. So I think the thing that I've noticed people using it the most for is connection, networking for if you want to just kind of chime into someone that is a con- a piece of content that you're interested in or a topic that you're interested in and you can chime in or listen, not chime in, you could chime in if you wanted to, but you can listen to someone like talk having a talk about running, having a talk about how to create a blog, mm-hmm. how to create a podcast. So it's kind of, but it's not a live video. It's just like you can just listen to it while you're walking if you want, but it's not recorded. So it's kind of this like unique, exclusive, you have to catch it or it goes away, a little bit of like a Snapchat for audio in a way. Yeah, right. It's basically like a public Marco Polo. Exactly. So we're trying to figure that out, but don't feel left out if you're not on Clubhouse because I also can't even, I'm like, I don't know. Periscope. Periscope. Oh, Periscope. And the one I was thinking of was Ello. Ello. Okay. We got it. Ello. Ello. Yep. Totally remember that. So what apps do you think, let's listen to this in a year from now, what apps do you think are going to stay forever? Okay. So here's what I always think. Remember uh-huh. when like we were friends with Lisa Bilyeu? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So do you guys know of Lisa and Tom Bilyeu who now yeah. have this like booming YouTube channel? Joy and I like were friends with Lisa for a little while and we yeah. went to her house and in her like beautiful house, which we could still like call her up and go. I mean, see I'm her. not. Would, wor- yeah, I'm just. I'm being sort of sarcastic. Right, right. I'm sure, she would still love to see us, and she's we would so, still love to see her. So kind. She's but so point, kind. Yeah. She's so kind, and her house is just full of quest bars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> full of quest bars. It's for and, it's for real and cute dogs. Yeah. But the point of the story is that I remember her telling us that like you know you never know when something is going to pick up, and so you might as well like dip your toe in and like be ready in case it does pick up, and like that's how you like become an early adopter and stay ahead of the trends and she was like you know like right now we're like experimenting with this saying where like Alexa gives you your like daily news every morning and it's native to Alexa but if you are like an early adopter you can sort of be a content creator for Alexa and like get in on that I don't have an Alexa but I don't feel like that ever really took off you know of like this sort of native to Alexa like news debrief but like I I just remember her using that as an example of like we are like working on that now because if it does take off we want to be ready And, you know, I feel like Clubhouse has been around for several months now, but I feel like it's just in the last month kind of started to get somehow the momentum picked up. And I don't know how, like, yeah, right. It like kind of reached critical mass. And now it was probably some celebrity that got on and told all their celebrity friends. And then everyone wants to be where celebrities are. Yeah. And like like Elon (laughs) Musk, like did a live on it last night or whatever. And so whatever I've so maybe Mm -hmm. it'll turn into something. Maybe it won't. I don't know. I also didn't think TikTok was going to turn into anything. And here That's we are. That's so true. I mean, oh also, at one point in my life, I didn't think iPods were going to make it. So <laughs> <laughs> I am not the one to ask. I will never forget the first time Scott got the first iPhone was in 2008. I think that was the year it came out, obviously, because mm-hmm. Scott will get things the second they are released. And I will never forget being like, what is that? 
and being I remember so jealous of how much time he was on it. I was just like, why are you always on your phone? I mean, this is like the first iPhone. And I was very jealous of a, I, of a, I was jealous I, of a phone. For iPods, I was like, you can't replace the battery. Like this isn't sustainable. Like what happens when the battery dies? <laughs> <laughs> like these are the things that we worry about, guys, oh back God. in like the late 2000s, the, the late so 90s. Funny. It was like, you know, what's that famous quote? I think it's Gerald Ford or someone, I don't know, who it's like, if I asked my clients what they wanted, they would have said a bigger horse. Oh, yeah. Or a faster horse. Or then there's like this other like kind of famous climate change anecdote where it's like, hey, you know, you never know like what solutions like where we might be creating solutions to yesterday's problems that, you know, at the turn of the century, everyone was freaked out because they were like, if, you know, the population creeps growing at this rate, then there's no way we're going to be able to keep up with all the horse poop for everybody's horses. Like that was the concern. And so it's always sort of like, you know, you have to have this perspective that we might be like stressing over a problem that is like the problem will sort of solve itself. And Right. Oh, speaking of problems, I I was just thinking about like, people who have kind of like created a thing. So I watched Mm -hmm. the Paris Hilton documentary, which is so good, by the way, you guys, I know you could be like, why is the Paris Hilton documentary good? It's so good. And I finished one of my Lego sets watching this documentary. because I was like, I can't just like sit on the couch and watch the Paris Hilton documentary. Like I will feel really, I don't know. I just got to have some sort of, I I had to have something like also doing something productive, but actually it was really, really good. And she is interviewed about how I didn't know she had so much trauma as a kid. Like it, I won't do spoilers, but like, man, she had a rough childhood. And so you learn about like that and kind of how she came to be who she is, which I really admire her for her drive and her, she kind of had this like, instead of, you know, people who kind of get knocked down being like, I'm going to turn to drugs and alcohol. She was like, I'm going to prove y'all wrong and Mm. I'm going to make so much money and like, look what she's doing, you know? So she kind of turned her really bad situations into like a big F you to her, to her haters. But she talks a little bit about how she created the selfie, which is really true. Like she has so much to do with how social media is today. And she kind of birthed that. And they asked her, like, do you have any regret of like how people use that now and how they kind of judge themselves on social media and doing filters and doing how having to look beautiful or whatever it is. And she's like, yeah, I have, a, I feel guilty for that. And I feel a lot of responsibility for that. So it's kind of like that thing of like the, the monster that you created, but you had no idea that that would become a thing. Mm-hmm. And anyway, if anyone wants that like good, it's kind of just good eye candy to like watch a good mindless documentary. And it's really well done. And just how they interview her family and her sister and her sister's so smart. Like these are smart people, but just the lives that they lived is just it's pretty fascinating. I mean, yeah, Paris Hilton is not somebody who I look at and think like, you must have led an interesting life. No, yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's really, really I think of her like, as like she, Alexis. Yes, totally. And it's on YouTube only. So it's on her YouTube channel is the mm-hmm. place that she released it. And uh, like she made Kim Kardashian. Without Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian would not have been doing I, what like, she's doing. I like invented her. You know what she, I mean? One hundred percent invented Kim Kardashian, so it's like, it's just crazy. She gets, I like royalties on that. Seriously, I I just really really enjoyed it, and I think it just kind of took me back to the days when I like I was really I think I was in grad school or right out of grad school when Simple Life came out, so I wasn't super like I was out having fun. I wasn't like sitting at home watching television, but I just don't remember watching the Simple Life. I just remember she full on like created a character that's like not who she is totally just to kind of sell but I love stories like that and here's another podcast recommendation even the rich is like one of my favorite podcasts as well two fabulous hosts they're so funny so cute together and they they recently did a 
six to seven episode series on Paris Hilton. They done Britney Spears. They talked about the Royals. They just kind of go through a like a seven a seven episode series on um, a rich person and kind of tell their story. It's I'm really surprised cute. we haven't had like a segment. Although the problem is that I wouldn't know. You'd be like you. <laughs> Like with a master's degree in celebrity culture, explaining it to me like a preschooler, <laughs> what is going on? There's this girl named Paris, and yeah, her parents okay. really loved Paris. That's why they named her Paris. Anyway, yeah. Listen to even the rich, really great female hosts. Um. Okay. So we again, as you can tell, are just sort of just going for it in this episode. We are going to cover it. a few more of your questions and topics that you requested a couple weeks ago. So let's start with let's start with talking about this Adam Grant Ooh. article that you recently read, and it sort of pertains to yes. talking about politics and talking about difficult topics. And go for it. Yes. So Adam Grant is obviously one of my favorite researchers, authors. He is an organizational organizational psychologist. He's been he's had his own podcast podcast work life. He he's pretty much everywhere. So like anywhere you see like the amazing Brene Brown or big researchers uh, Malcolm Gladwell, you're going to you're going to see Adam Grant. So he wrote this he wrote a book recently, um, another book called Think Again. And so he also Can I just make a comment about his book? Yeah. I haven't read it, but I saw the picture of him like holding it up and my first thought was like I have to buy another damn book with a match being blown out on the cover for leadership. Like I'm sick of it. I wish he needs a new branding specialist. That's yeah, all I have does. to say. I was Claire, mad about it. And that's okay. I think you're right to be mad and <laughs> he should hire you. Thank you for validating. I my totally anger. agree. Over another match being blown out on the front of a leadership book. Yeah. or Yeah. Or some kind of like handshake. There's yeah, like just a handshake happening, making the, the deal. Yeah. The mat, like guys, we got to move on from the match stick thing. We get it. There's <laughs> the a lot of stick. There's a lot of like metaphors to be had here and it's time to move on. It's time to move on. We've had them all. Okay, go on. Okay, so he wrote an article in the New York Times opinion. It's called The Science of Reasoning with Unreasonable People. So Mm -hmm. I know he has a lot to talk about this topic with his new book. But this really this article really kind of encapsulates a lot of what he was writing about in Think Again. I'm not going to go through the whole article, obviously, but I just want you guys to we'll link it in the show notes, but I want you to read it. And I, I got so much out of it. Just really thinking of how we're talking to people. And I think we know this innately, but when we're having conversations with quote unquote difficult people or unreasonable people, it got me really thinking of all the conversations I've had, especially over the last year. And quite frankly, you know, some in person, but some on social media that have really kind of just gotten me fired up and I, I react, I get angry, I kind of lead from emotions instead of leading from just rational brain. So I think the thing that was probably the most uh, that stuck with me the most was really like, okay, so I'm not I'm no longer going to it's not our place to change anyone's mind. And I think we innately know that. But all we can do is try to understand their thinking and ask if they're open to rethinking. So like, we can't go back and forth. You're right. You're wrong. Here's another article to read. It's really about, are you are you just open to having a discussion? He goes on for paragraphs and paragraphs. I'm not going to read the whole thing. So you guys can go on and read it about like how you talk to or at least understand where other people are coming from. But I think what got me a little bit stuck was someone who I may see as unreasonable may see me as unreasonable. Mm -hmm. So I guess the only way to get through that is to both be curious about where we're coming from. And the goal should never be that we are going to agree at the end. The goal should be, I just really want to find out where you're coming from. 
Mm-hmm. And if I can feel that I understand where someone is coming from, I think that's where we'll feel a little more satisfied with the outcome. I, I, I have another example from <laughs> from the same friend that I mentioned a couple episodes ago where I, I had snoozed her for 30 days because she was posting oh, yes. conspiracy theories. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I texted you about that. <laughs> I had snoozed her for 30 days. And this is a good friend I have like from growing up, like best friends in in high school and junior high. And like, we go on trips every year. And so like, she's not like this random poster person. No, it's not the random guy. Why are you still even following me? Yeah, (laughs) It's not the random guy who said he was at the Capitol. And I'm just like, no. (laughs) Wait, I'm sorry. You were aware now? Where? And I feel really ashamed that you are on my page. Like, what the heck are you doing? (laughs) And uh, I'm sure like all my like really good friends saw that in the comments. I was like, who are you friends with, Joy? (laughs) What is this guy doing? Okay. So anyway, I had snoozed her for 30 days. This is the gal who wrote me about how like Trump's conspiracy theories and how Trump's a really good guy. And this is why. And we had tried to, I tried to understand by asking where she got her sources from. And then the conversation kind of ended. So because I had snoozed her, I wasn't seeing any of her posts. Well, recently she posted this picture of, I'm not even going to go, it was some conspiracy theory about this, um, this Somebody guy, dying from the vaccine. someone dying from the vaccine and how this is what Twitter is hiding from us. Right. This is, the, this is what the media doesn't want you to know. So I think Claire and I have both said this before. If you have someone who's sending you things that says, this is what the media doesn't want you to know, I need you to really question why are they thinking that way? <laughs> because- I just feel like, yeah, that's my favorite. Cause like, you're not hearing about this because the media doesn't want you to know about it. Like that's like, to me, red flag, red flag, red flag. And it's just just not based in reality. Okay, so she's she posts she posted that picture, and I'm like, no, <laughs> she's back on my feed, and I should have ignored it. But I just I posted three different articles from three different news sources, like all across the media bias chart, that were points against what she posted. And let me tell you this too: she didn't just post she didn't post a link. She didn't post the source. It was a screenshot. Yeah, it was an so you, image. It was an so you image. You couldn't link it to anything. Not yeah. only that, it's like who posted the, you know, so it's like right. if you're going to post shit like that, like post a source. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so I, I posted three articles from three different sources saying, you know, I, I think it's important to review different sources. I didn't say anything about the post. I was like, I think it, it might be helpful to review a number of sources when you post things like that. Mm-hmm. And she responds... I don't, unfortunately, I don't agree with your fact check. <laughs> unfortunately, I don't agree with your fact. Unfortunately, I don't agree with the facts with that facts. you've shown me. You don't get to not agree with facts. No, you don't. <laughs> so That's the, the next... crazy thing about facts. Oh, it doesn't so, matter if you agree with them or not. And so I just have to let this out. It's like, I just have to exercise my demons. I mean, you do. But at the same time, it's like, this is the problem is that people don't I know. believe facts. I know. I know. So here's here's the next I'll, two more things. And then we'll, okay. we can move on. To my, someone else chimed in from my high school that probably saw me and was like, ah, oh, we're going to get joy, uh, which had me like a little bit of like back in high school trauma where I was kind of like the outcast because I wasn't uh-huh. Mormon. And I was like, ah, oh, they're coming after me. So he was like, funny how all these articles say he died of natural causes, but like they don't list what the natural cause was. And so I like natural causes. That's, that's the cause. That's what I said. So I posted the definition of natural causes. I was like, that's what natural causes is. It's da da da. da." And then I posted the definition, like, come on, you guys. This person was elderly and in, come on, come on. Funny how. Yeah. Here's the other thing that makes me me laugh so much is that these, not the thing that makes me laugh. The thing that makes me like 
cry under my pillow because I'm scared yeah. is that a lot of these are the same people who are saying like, well, he didn't there. Like the cause of death only says COVID, but it was really something else. Like they're, they're just listing it as COVID. Right. Cause that get like, somebody was like, Oh, like they list as COVID, it gets more funding. Yeah. It's like, that's not real. That's not real. So not real. But right. It's yeah. like, it's, it's not listed as COVID when, because they're trying, when they're trying to cover something up and it is listed as COVID when they're not, when they're trying to cover something up. Right. So nothing is real. Nothing it's is just like you remember that game whose line is it anyway where they're like the rules don't oh matter and everything's God. made up yes i love that show yeah. i love that oh, show but like that's that what show, it but that's what like we're sometimes. living yeah yes that's what we're living sometimes so anyway i i posted the natural causes definition and i said <laughs> i had to jab i'm so sorry but i was like i understand that you're not interested in hearing facts but i would just encourage you to critically think about this and uh then someone else chimed in and was like yeah this is like you know one percent death rate or some shit like that that they're not they don't even know what they're talking about so i posted right. another couple articles and then my friend was like yeah they're you know this vaccine they don't even know it's in it we nope they just take it and they don't even ask questions and i said um so and so if by they you mean me i have done my research my right. research, my article reading, Claire. I have done my due diligence of finding out about the vaccine. I work in healthcare. I got the first vaccine. So I kind of explained all this thing of like Right. You're like, I haven't turned into like I have like like an they just yet. they just don't they just do the vaccine and they don't even know what's in it. Like really got me pissed because I'm like if by they, you might be talking about me because guess what? I got the vaccine. And right. I and I kind of was like, I get the flu shot every year for other people. I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing this for other people. Because mm-hmm. guess what? I'm young. I'm healthy. Well, you know, relatively speaking, whatever. Like this is also, just- Also like, it, I don't want to get the flu. The flu sucks. The flu sucks. I'm not, I, I'm not worried about dying from the flu. That doesn't mean I want to get but it. But I do, like, again, when you're around people who are, yeah, anyway, we could go down that soapbox, but or down that rabbit hole on a soapbox. But I just, I just had to, like, I, I was telling one of my other friends, I'm like, I have to confess my sins. I just got into it with my one of my friends on Facebook and I'm like, why that just, <laughs> and then it made me think of the Adam Grant thing where I'm like, I can't change their mind. All I can think is like, can we at least, can we at least try to rethink this? Think again. Can we rethink this? Like, that's all we're asking. And I think the thing that bothers me too, what do you think about this? The thing that bothers me too is it seems, and please be a like devil's advocate here. But you know me. I have I know. no problem calling you out. <laughs> I know. I know. Please do. It seems to me that we are focused too much on the extremists, the extreme thinking, the extreme left, the extreme right. Right. So that's all we see right now. And to me, mm-hmm. extremists don't really want to listen to other options. Do right. they? Or do they? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's even like a like a want or, you know, I think if you were to ask them like, well, do you even want to know, you know, like there's this point where people who have extreme beliefs are so sh- convinced that they're right that it doesn't even matter. Like you were saying, it's like, I, I don't agree with your facts. Like, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't agree with your fact check. <laughs> right. But like, I just can't. I can't. I don't think that that's like, you know, but that's the thing is it's like you're, you can explain using data all you want. But right. what it comes down to is that like, you're talking to someone who has made decisions about what they believe based on alternative facts, based, on, in, based on information that's not fact based. Yeah. And based right. on morals and values and feelings. And, you know, well, perce- I, the thing that I always try to tell myself is like perception is reality. You know, sure. people are scared. People are, Fearful you know, don't know people. who to trust. Yep. And that's really what we're seeing is like people don't know who to trust. And so they go for the theory that backs up 
their fears because then it makes them feel more rational about being afraid. Right. And that's right. what I have seen is like, you know, okay, well, if the, if these people are saying that, yeah, the vaccine is untested, nobody even knows what's in it, then that validates my fear about the vaccine and makes me feel like I'm rational for having this fear as opposed to me having to confront that, you know, I might be afraid of the unknown or of, you know, whatever, like, I don't have to confront that. I can just, ex, you know, be validated in what I'm worried about. I think that that's the case for, for you know, for the for anti-racism and for the Black Lives Matters. People are like, well, I don't agree with the Black Lives Matter movement. It's like you don't get to not agree no, no, no. with racism. Yeah. That's not. How, yeah, there's there's. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah like, I don't you don't get to not agree with that. Right. But that's you not- are. But you're pointing at that because it makes you uncomfortable to have to confront your privilege and 100%. how you have benefited from from. You know, white supremacy. But rather than do that hard work, they would rather turn around and be like, well, you know, I know that racism is a problem, but I don't agree with the Black Lives Matter movement. The thing that bugs me about that is is just because you are recognizing, like if they just had to recognize Black Lives Matter movement, somehow takes away from their experience is just Mm -hmm. infuriating to me Mm -hmm. because it's like, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm not going to explain that. I know. So, but I think that's like really where it comes from is from a place of people of an entire generation of people, which, you know, started with the boomers and goes down through down through millennials who were never really taught how to like deal with tough emotions and were kind of just taught like let it blow over yeah. and you know just like ignore it and it'll go away or not even ignore it and it'll go away but like you know just if you don't acknowledge it it's like how people think that like you know if you don't acknowledge like homosexuality or you like that'll just go it's like oh it's just a phase you know like you're I think just like as a group this generation of you know I can speak for sort of upper middle class white Americans were really not taught very many coping skills about how to deal with difficult situations, let alone difficult situations that reflect poorly on decisions that we have made with bad information or with like blissful ignorance. Yeah. Nobody wants to sit down and be like, wow, I was super freaking ignorant for most of my life about this. Right, right. And you would rather think, oh, I don't, you know, oh, I'm still doing the right thing. This, you know, these people are the ones who are wrong. And so I think that that's really what it comes down to is that this isn't like you are dealing with cognitive dissonance and that is not a like rational brain experience. Mm -mm. No, it's not. And I think a lot about how if you are so steeped and I'm just kind of like using my friend as an example, Mm -hmm. so steeped in a belief that you won't hear that you're defensive for a- anything that you try to come back as they're uh, they're like expecting it and they is mm-hmm. like anyone who's really stuck in beliefs is like we are armored it's kind of like scientology where they have I'm not comparing this, but I'm just saying, here's an example of like Scientology has an ex- has a book step by step of what people will do to counteract your belief, mm-hmm. to try to come against your belief. They like prepared that. So it's easier to brainwash people when they're like, oh, this is this. See, he's right. This is what people do. It's like that to a T. They have they have a whole book of when someone comes at you right, for this here's reason. Exactly what here's exactly what you say, well, and it's like that. And so I think that people who have that steep beliefs also have that kind of playbook in their head where they're like, people are going to come back me. Here they are. Here they go. They're going to send me articles. I knew it's this all was false. Coming. Fake news. Right, this, and so and I and then it like just validates like, well, I knew you know I exactly was told that you were going to say that validates well, everything. And so I, I think, think also though I want to point out some a listener sent us an email um, about two weeks ago bringing up. Because, you know, you you talk a lot about the Mormons in your past from Arizona. And she did bring up that, like, even within the Mormon religion, those people are out, are 
a lot of outliers like that the the church has made a statement particularly about the capital like condemning the attacks on the account on the capital and that I just want to make sure that we're not like grouping and saying like every Mormon doesn't believe in racism because I don't want I also yeah. always want us to be aware that like what we dislike about other people making sweeping generalizations is sure. e- also easy enough for us to turn around and do. For sure. And I 100% still do that because mm-hmm. I was in that world. So it's very hard for me to like not catch my language when I do that because I just, I have a lot of crap from that and I own it and I will admit that. So I, I but I also know there's plenty of people who are open-minded. So yes, yeah. thank you for pointing that out. Thank you for bringing my bias to the forefront. <laughs> Ugh, I need to rethink that, Claire. I need to rethink that. We're working on it, guys. But uh, but okay, so one more thing, though, is like, at some point, I think that that in and of itself is something I hope anyone who holds that belief so strong that you are like waiting for people to come back. Like you're just, it's almost like, you know, anything people say, I'm rubber, your glue type of thing. Yeah, They won't even hear it. And that's, I think, is the dangerous thing. No matter what you believe, I think if you're not open to rethinking and not open to reconsidering, I think that's what we're that's what I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Adam Grant. Okay. So we have a couple more minutes. Let's do just like some quick, a few more quick questions. Great. Okay. Actually, this one, maybe let's do this one and it'll probably take up the rest of our time. So just kidding about the quick question. JK. A lot of people asked for this making and keeping friends as an adult. Hmm. That is difficult. It's difficult. It's really difficult. It's been nearly impossible in the time of COVID. Nearly impossible. And we, for my experience, I'm going to speak from my experience is the way that I have made adult friends is when I am going to a gym or I'm mm-hmm. going somewhere that other adults are regularly. Mm-hmm. And I meet the same, same people. All the, yeah, yeah, the same adults regularly. So I think that's really hard right now, especially. And I think it just kind of depends too on your personality. Like, are you comfortable or able to do outdoor safe activities with groups? Probably not. Most of the most of the things that we're allowed to do right now are with your like, mm-hmm. quote unquote, bubble. So when things open back up, get involved in something that requires you to be around a group of adults, perhaps like-minded, perhaps not. Doing an activity every week, see the same people, you're going to make friends. And I've made really great friends through this podcast, mostly through the gym that I hang out with when we are able to hang out. Yeah. I mean, most of the friends that I've made purely as an adult were through CrossFit, but and also through work. That one's a little can be a little bit trickier if, you know, there's like office politics. I think the biggest thing for me with making friends in CrossFit was like going to the extra things, you know, like, oh, there's going to be, you know, every, there some people are going doing a hike on Saturday. I'm going to go to that. And if you know, we're going to yeah. have like a barbecue, I'm going to go to that, like going to the extra things. And, you know, even if your gym is open right now, the extra things probably aren't happening. The other thing I would say is that I personally try to be pretty receptive to this. I feel like people are like kind of shy about it. So no one's ever just like outright said like, hey, Claire, I follow you on Instagram and I live in Longmont. Do you want to hang out? But like in non-COVID times, I would be really receptive to that. Yeah, I do. I do have some people who you know live in Longmont who I know follow the podcast, who follow me on Instagram, who I've like seen out and about, and they'll stop me and they're like, "Claire, hey!" But I've never like hung out with them. But I would, I would, and I think that's the other thing too is like remembering that like everyone's in a similar position. No one has really cracked the code on making friends as an adult. No one has. Um, and then obviously the other like kind of straightforward way is if you have kids to like try to make friends with your kids' friends' parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which sometimes yep. works. And yeah. sometimes your kid has like a really cool friend whose mom is the weirdo, <laughs> you know, been in that boat. So <laughs> not a lot you can do about I, that. I, 
I love it. I just, okay. But I also think when we are able to do trips again, we have made really good friends yes. through our trips and people have made good friends on the trips as well. So camp timeout, if we do that again, or any types of trips where we, you know, meet in Los Angeles, <laughs> please go to a Joy and Claire trip in the future because we make lifelong friends and truly lifelong friends. Like, We have our little Facebook group where I message people. I do Marco Polo with a lot of people that I've met through the podcast. And I think it's just great. I love having friends. I like to have a lot of friends. I love having friends, says Joy. Breaking news. Friends are good. (laughs) Friends good. Friends good. I just I wish that we had like a better playbook for you. Like I'm sure this is like nothing that people who struggle with this haven't heard about or thought about. I think you know it's also hard if you're like an introvert or if you have something in your life that has made you believe that you're like a weirdo or like not you know if you like were an outcast in high school it might feel a bit more daunting to just like approach a group. You know, but I do think that like when you're an adult, it's important to just remind yourself like other adults also are looking for new friends. Exactly, that's a good point. And we all feel awkward about it. And you know, I have had like one of my closest friends, literally she like was Brandon's lab partner in, you know, when he was doing nursing school and, and we had met a couple of times. He, she and Brandon had like been in a couple of groups together. And one day she just texted me out of the blue and was like, Hey, um, I got your number from Brandon. What can we have? Can we go on a friend date? And I was and like, like, yes. Yeah. I would love that. And then, you know, and like, I also think that it's important to like be persistent. And I, you know, not, don't like keep knocking on the door if nobody's coming to the door. But like my friend Heather, who we now talk about a lot and listens to the podcast. Hi, Heather. Hi, Heather. It's so good about like, keep, like we we were, were pretty good over the summer about going on a walk together every Wednesday. And then it kind of like dropped off this fall when Evie stopped sleeping. And she's been so good about just like checking in every few weeks. Like, hey, do you want to start doing our walks again? Hey, do you want to start doing our walks again? Yeah. And, I, you know, it never feels like she's pestering me. It truly feels like, wow, like no. Heather's so wants to hang out with me this yeah. is so nice like are I you want- the initiator because sometimes I forget to initiate and then I'm like oh duh I should initiate like I used to be and then I have yeah. gotten less so right. now that I have kids just because like you're tired yeah and yeah you're busy but it's like if you if people invite you to something you're like yeah I can make that happen but I have a friend and she always is like the initiator but one day she's like I just want you to know that I always want to hang out with you but and, and I know that you're not the type of person to initiate I'm like Thank you for realizing that I'm not the initiator, that you're like working this out in our relationship. <laughs> it's like so funny. So I'm like, yeah, someone's got to be the initiator. And we're not just both like sitting around like hoping they call like, yeah, <laughs> they want to hang we, out. Right. And like, I definitely used to be a lot more of an, an initiator. I, I would too. like to get back to that. Brandon yeah. is really an initiator, but he's like a sporadic initiator where like, like that morning he's like, do you want to do a 14 or not even yeah not even that morning it's just like it's more just like it happens in waves like he won't text anyone and then all of a sudden one day he'll text like 10 people and he's like okay so I've lined up like five dates for the next like over the next like two months and I'm like what yeah you've been on the receiving end of this Hey, Joy, how about we do a 14 or next week? Yeah, and, and like, Brandon's like, Whoa, so, uh, where have you been? The other day, Brandon was like, I think Joy and Scott should come up and like they could do a workout in the garage and like I have some beer for Scott. And I was like, Joy can't drink or work out. And he was like, what <laughs> happened? And I was like, what do you mean what happened? I mean, do you listen to my podcast? <laughs> Actually, Scott really wants to come up. So we got to make that happen. <laughs> Great. And he can drink beer. Perfect. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> <sighs> All right. I would. I really do wish there was like a formula, but I, you know, I know, but I do think it is just like it's just about remembering that like it feels awkward for everyone, and like there's no right. What I always tell myself about 
Oh, sorry. I just hit myself with okay. the microphone. <laughs> we get real excited. Hand <laughs> motions. <laughs> Hand motions. What I always tell myself about anything where there's no playbook is that if there's no right way, then that means there's no wrong way. Exactly. I told myself that about deciding when to get pregnant. I've told yep. myself that about changing jobs. Like if there's no right answer, it means there's no wrong answer. And like Beautiful. there are more, there are better and worse answers and solutions but like at the end of the day, no one has the answer because there isn't one. I, can I make a request for friends on Words with Friends? Because I love Words with Friends. And do you still, you still play Words with Friends? I love it so much. Oh my I gosh. It's my mom and I need more friends to play with. <laughs> I love it so much. <sighs> I need to get better at it. Sandy, my mom is actually really good at it. And Sandy's really good at it. God damn it. She's so good. Like she, the words that she makes, I'm like, okay, I just lose. Actually, I lose every game with words with friends. I don't think I've won once. Maybe once with my mom. Um, Okay. To wrap up this episode, I need to share this Instagram caption Uh that I just read. Oh oh my gosh. What is it? (laughs) Okay. You know, Jennifer Coolidge? Yes. This lady. From... Yes, from yeah, uh, from Legal, legally, from, blonde. Uh, legally blonde. Yeah, yeah, the bend and snap lady. Okay. Yeah, and so also the all... hop, the the um, the milf from yeah, the milf. Yeah. from uh, whatever the, whatever those American Pie. Okay, guys. So imagine her in all her amazing glory. In her glory, Jennifer Coolidge once posed as twins to date two men at once. <laughs> of course she did. Okay, of here's the scene. You're Jennifer Coolidge and you're in Hawaii alone. You meet two guys, best friends, in fact. You want to date them both. So what do you do? You remember that you're Jennifer Coolidge and you date them both, posing as a set of identical twins. Her motto, when you're on vacation alone, you can kind of create anything you want. (laughs) Inspiring. Noble, actually. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's amazing. Uh, I want some single person to do that ASAP. Oh, my god! But be COVID cool. That's amazing. Like, don't you think at some point they'd be like, <sighs> I'm not saying that Jennifer Coolidge isn't Batman, but you've never seen Batman and Jennifer Coolidge in the room together. Like at Just some saying. point when they'd be like, I've never seen her in the room together. Yeah. Like they had to know. I really want to know the outcome of that. Oh scenario. my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm glad that I was able to find that just in time to share it because it really just that was my day. that really ended the episode well. All right. So we are almost to Valentine's Day. I found Thank you for not saying that it's just around the corner. I appreciate that you I held back. really did not say it. And I want everyone to know that I finally found a gift that Scott didn't influence that I found on my own that I think was a perfect Valentine's Day gift. I'm very proud. It's a ticket to Mike Birbiglia's virtual show. And I love Mike Birbiglia. He has an amazing podcast. He's an amazing comic. And he's doing a live show. So I'm like, great, we can do a virtual hangout with Mike Birbiglia on Valentine's Day. Scott and I had tickets to his live show last year that obviously got postponed. So check him out. Support Mike Birbiglia's work. Support the arts. You know, how much I feel, how strongly I feel about supporting the arts, especially as we have to open back up and support that field of work. Do you want to give like a two second update about your your little thyroid friend? My thyroid, my thyroid. Sometimes I catch myself saying thyroid because I I say it so fast that I'm like, no, it's a thyroid. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Things are going great. I've been working with my naturopath, Dr. Cook at Clear Creek Natural Medicine. Since November, it is now February. So that's three months. We are on a six-month treatment plan and I'm feeling really good. My heart rate's lowered. My appetite's back up. I'm gaining back some of the weight that I lost. I feel strong in the gym. I'm not like doing crazy workouts because I can't get my heart rate up. But all in all, the symptoms that were really bad are everything's trending upwards. I almost don't believe it. 
there's a part of me that's like, is this really happening? Like, am I really getting better? And I'm just, I have to like, just talk those, throw those thoughts away. But yeah, it's pretty amazing. Like the stuff that we've been doing is pretty awesome. I I love that she does this thing called hydrotherapy, which is, it sounds like a colonic, but it's not. You lay on a table and she, <laughs> she always says that. She's like, every time I say hydrotherapy, they think I'm going to give them a colonic and it's not that. And apparently this practice has been around for hundreds of years and she learned how to do it in med school and they did like a whole rotation with hydrotherapy. But I, I Googled it. There's not really a lot of it, a lot about it online, but basically you lay on a table and she puts hot hot towels on your chest. So you're like nude from the from the waist up and she puts like a hot towel on your chest and you just kind of lay there for about 10 minutes and then she puts so it's like switching hot and cold towels. And while she's doing that um on one of like the rotations cuz she does that like 5 times and you're laying there for about 45 minutes just switching out these hot cold towels. She puts these like almost like a tens unit, you know, that you put on your muscles mm-hmm. to like vibrate them so they like it, if you have like sore muscles it kind of deadens the the pain receptors or whatever. She does that with on your back, but it's like to stimulate the bunch of cells that are connected to all your organs. So she says it's kind of like doing a blood, an oil change on your blood. So I do that every week when I go to see her. And it's like the most relaxing thing. Every time I get up, I'm just like, you have like these lucid dreams the whole time. You're just kind of like in this really beautiful trance state. But yeah, the protocol she has me on, I'm still obviously like following the no dairy, the no sugar Mm -hmm. fruit combo. And I feel really, really good. So I'm I'm excited. Trust your body. Like tr- trust that you don't have to get your thyroid killed. That's what that's all I'm saying cuz I'm right. just like trust I'm, that there might be other options there might out be there other that'll options. work. That'll work. And, and when when a naturopath when a, when my doctor said, "Yes, I can help you." I'm like, "Great. Your faith." Right. Trust is- that you are worth exploring other options if you want to. Exactly. So Well, good. That's good I'm news. I'm so glad. Ah, uh, that hydrotherapy sounds amazing. I would like to sign up for that. Oh, yes, it's so great. You can do it. Anyone can do it. It's you don't have to, you know, have a diagnosis. You don't so have to have a six month treatment plan. Her, I can yeah, just exactly. show up for a one time oil change. No, exactly. She's like, <laughs> I her dream is to open up like a whole wing where she could just do hydrotherapy all day for Ooh. people. Because right now she just has to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, I'd just love to have to, I'd love to have like a whole wing of like, you know, people that can do hydrotherapy because you don't have to be a doctor to do it, but obviously she knows how to do it. So she could have right. like techs doing it all day for people who just want to come in. She's like, it's just so beneficial for the system. That sounds yeah. amazing. I want to yeah. do that. It is. It is. All right, guys. All right, well, friends. thank you for hanging out there with us on another beautiful another Thursday. Beautiful Welcome Thursday. Welcome to February. We made it through January. We sure uh, did. It didn't even feel that long this time. Probably did not. Because we've been in a time warp for the last Time warp. Months. And I was also just putting my head down and not focusing on anything until the inauguration. I know. And then true. I lifted my head up and I was like, we're, we're okay. We're going to okay. be okay. We're almost, we're almost out through the other side of January already. Right. So... Thank you. And please shoot us an email. You can email us at this is joyandclaire at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can find us on Facebook or this is joyandclaire on Facebook. You can find us on Clubhouse if you Get want to. Get on Clubhouse. Uh, mine is Claire HKO. And your what is yours? JZ Parish. The letter Great. J, the letter Z Parish. Yeah. So if you're on Clubhouse, feel find free us. to find us and we'll, maybe we will talk to you or do something. Yeah, we did have like a fun little talk. impromptu chat with Laura. We Lyga sure did. We just kind of popped in there. And then we talked, there. To, like, we talked to Armin. Armin? Yeah. For a little while. So like that's been fun. That has um, been fun. So, you know, drop us, drop us a follow, I guess. I don't know. I don't know the <laughs> lingo. <laughs> Being not in the club. Uh, we hope you guys have a great week and we Thank will talk you to you next week. Bye. Bye.